There's this other great quote. It's like, the cave that you least want to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Living an epic freelance life isn't just having adventures. It's, it's, I truly believe it's living life intentionally. And that means like you need to know yourself. It's all the same thing. Like your life is your life. Your personal life is your freelance life. Your freelance life is your personal life. There's no work-life balance. It's all integrated. It's all who you are. When things are shit at home, things are shit at work. It's like, it's all one. This is Philip Van Nostrand, and you are listening to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. How to make more money and live an epic freelance life. All right, welcome back, welcome back. This is Phil Van Nostrand with the Epic Freelance Life Podcast, and I am chatting with Ben Hartley right now. I'm really excited about this. Ben, you want to tell us who you are and where you're from? Hey, sure. (laughs) So uh, who I am and where I'm from. So I'm Ben Hartley. I'm currently right now in the Midwest. I'm in Columbus, Ohio, but uh, working on building a home uh, down in Florida right now. And nice. so give me, give me a few months and I'll be that way. Uh, and what and do you so, do? Like, I don't want to say what you yeah. do, but like, what are you involved with these days? <laughs> I'm involved. <laughs> well, I've got a Saturday morning soccer game for my six-year-old daughter. I'm pretty involved there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, so I've got a, well, I think that's, that's, that's kind of important, especially when we're thinking about just like the dynamics of a freelancer's life. Uh, because I've been married for 11 years. I have three little ones. I got, like I said, my daughter B and then, um, I've got two boys that happen, uh, to be twins four. So things are pretty wild there. Um, and then a lot of my time is spent kind of split within two different spaces. Um, one being that I serve couples. Uh, so I'm still full-time wedding photographer, been doing that for the last 11 years, uh, photographing a wedding this weekend and the next weekend and the next weekend. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then beyond um, serving my my couples to produce images, I also serve the photography community. And so I have a podcast, a weekly podcast called the Six Figure Photography Podcast with Ben mm-hmm. Hartley. And so I'm doing that each week. And then I also have a mastermind group. And this is kind of my little space, my corner of the internet. It's a free space. There's over 18,000 photographers there. And there's probably 18,000 photographers there because I do free coaching uh, yeah. three days a week in that group. Um, and so I'm spending a lot of time just kind of like with my ear to the pavement. I think there's, that's a phrase, right? Something like that ear to the <laughs> ear ground. To the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah, ear to the ground really and, you, and your feet on the pavement. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but I, I, what I, what I was trying to get at is this, like I spent a lot of time trying to understand what are the, what are the problems that photographers are facing? What are the mm-hmm. What are the, uh, yeah, what are the frustrations, the stress points? Um, what are the wins? How is the industry changing, evolving, all that kind of stuff? And so it's a great space cool. for business. I love this. I, I'm finding like a theme along um, among the, a lot of the people that I've interviewed is basically um, a lot of leaders and people that are living cool lives that I'm interested. I think I'm attracted to people who are, gath- who are good at building community. And it sounds mm. like that's exactly what you've done. Um, big community too. Uh, yeah. And I love that. I, I want to know maybe like a logistics question right off the back. Where, where do, where do you, all your people gather? Is this like a Facebook private Facebook community or something else? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. The space that I mentioned is just a Facebook group. If anyone wants mm-hmm. to check it out, uh, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. We'll take you mm-hmm. right there. Um, so 
that is kind of, uh, that is the hub where there's the most like social interaction. People can ask questions, comment, support each other. Um, and then, you know, there's the other places that are off of that, uh, you know, the email list and that kind of stuff, but that's less of a group conversation and more of a one-way street in some regards. I mean, they can certainly reply, but they can't see all of the, the interaction. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and then do, does that community sort of like, I want to know how you make money off of them. (laughs) That's sort of like a blunt (laughs) question, but like. What, what, where I, I know that you're probably feeding your soul by giving back, but I want to know, like, uh, how do you end up making money through this as well? Because I'm sure there's a funnel into like coaching or speaking or something. So I'm curious, like, what the what what other how else is that picture rounded out? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it certainly has been a long term um, game. I mean, it's it's yeah. like showing up. Uh, for the first like six years, there wasn't a huge monetary uh, direct result, you know, that, yeah, that comes from just like showing up, it, even in the podcast, showing up each week and recording an episode and posting it out. But yeah. it's just kind of like the small, consistent actions. That being said, you know, now that the group has continued to grow and I've developed my, um, I've just kind of honed my messaging more, I've understood how I can really serve them. Now there are opportunities for people who want to go beyond just like the free coaching that's in the group, uh, the weekly videos, the podcast, that kind of stuff. And so uh, from there, there's kind of like two key areas that I offer that to people who want to go all in. And so mm-hmm. one of those is I do have an online course called Booked Solid. It's really for wedding and portrait photographers to help them win more inquiries but not just get any old inquiry. Uh, The second part of it is to maximize profits. So as they're booking people, um, they're actually booking people at the right price point who value their work. And so that would be like the online course that they could choose to invest in. And then I also do have a workshop um, at my house. I do it um, a couple times a year. There's no like set schedule, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a three and a half day workshop. Um, that I usually have anywhere from 10 to 20 photographers come and, and spend three and a half days with me. Cool. And uh, that is a very hands-on, uh, like, workshoppy type of workshop, meaning yeah. we're going to, like, get into the business. We're going to start applying stuff. We're going to role play. I'm going to put them in the hot seat. They're going to do, like, an actual client phone call in this front of me, and then we're going to so critique good. it. Very, like, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, crucible it's, of sorts. Uh, Dude, if if every photographer could do that year one with you, it would probably change their entire career forever. Hundred percent. I wish well, I had some of them like do. that. Yeah, yeah, and it blows my mind. And they're always the ones, by the way, the ones who are like, "I have only photographed two weddings. I don't even know if I should be there." Those are the ones that, like, one hundred percent should be. There. They deserve to be there more than anybody. And um, and it's been so cool just to see their their careers like I love go that. from there. As long as they're willing to put in the work, right? It's not like yeah. showing up to a workshop is going to like change everything. But but usually the people who are committed to showing up to a workshop are also committed to putting in the work. I love this man, and um, and so and you're still doing weddings too. I, I'm actually in. I normally live in Colorado. Uh, sorry, I normally live in New York, but I'm in Colorado right now because I'm about to shoot a wedding in Vail tomorrow. So, nice. um, but yeah, but I, I'm same thing. I got a wedding this weekend. I think uh, next weekend is off and then another weekend is on. And so, yeah, it's the same old thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you, 
It sounds like you've got income coming in like three different ways. Is there anything else that I'm missing? It's the wedding stuff. It's the book solid course. And it's also uh, maybe your retreats at your house. Yeah. Well, when we can talk about investments, you know, we also, <laughs> we also yeah, yeah, please. Um, but then beyond that too, I don't know. And it, and it could be also, this would be an, an important conversation to have. Like I've had a lot of things that I've tried. Yeah. And I know I saw I saw in one of your bios you were selling clay <laughs> in your backyard. There's something else. <laughs> sure. I mean, those are like the cute little things that like make yeah. the great bios, but like actual businesses. You yeah. know what I mean? Like as an adult. Um, <laughs> and so I've had my hands in a lot of a lot of things. And and again, I think it's I think it's healthy to talk about that. That like not everything was a home run, not everything worked. Yep. And actually, some of the things I think could have worked, I just didn't like how they made my life turn out. Like I think I could have made money, but I don't think I would have liked myself. Sure. And so I kind of stopped doing those things. Um, so I have let's kind of go down the line here. We can talk about any number of these. Yeah. Um, but to start, I had my um, uh, my wedding photography business, and at some point, I. Uh, I had grown that up to five full-time photographers, salary, staff, everything, that kind of oh a thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, then I also had a second photography business that was a lower-priced, uh, like a more of a commoditized photography studio, right? Mm -hmm. um, for people who couldn't afford my main brand. Um, and it was an entirely different brand. It wasn't just like associates of the other one. Um, I had a photo booth business, um, I had a commercial video production, uh, studio as well. That one was pretty cool. Really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, then from there, uh, yeah. Um, coaching. So I, I do, I have the coaching thing has been different than the online courses, mm -hmm. um, because within my coaching business, I also trained another coach. And so it was, he, he was also coaching people essentially on, uh, on my behalf, right? Like yeah. going through my training, actually going and coaching. Um, and then from there, now the online kind of side of things, which I would kind of uh, categorize the podcast into the online course, the community, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. That's and amazing, I might have missed something in there. I feel like there's probably, there was probably another thing in there that happened. <laughs> no, no, that's a lot. And But are you yeah. saying that you, you've peeled off like that, um, that lower level photo um, business is that done now is like the commercial yeah. video done now yep exactly yeah, yeah these are all things that like they had like i was just testing and learning and thrashing like, yeah oh, do i want a life like could this get me the life that i want to live ah, okay maybe so, maybe not no, okay oh my so gosh. i'm not really into this okay cool. all right well, so I, this yeah, this is so good, man. What exactly what you're saying? I have two questions for you. Then one, yeah. how did you how did you officially end those things? Because because I feel like starting something is easy, but like killing it officially is is can be complicated. I, I wonder if in like a minute or two you can explain how you like how you killed off these, these oh, man. projects. Yeah, I, th I wonder if this is just like a mindset thing because I I think the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, you just stop oh. doing it. You just literally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, like inquiries must still be coming in. Like, did you and turn you just off the website? It's like, oh, all right, it's, it's just like, all right, it's all done. It's just, it's not a thing anymore. You know, it just like That's delete impressive. the Google listing and now I'm not a service. So, okay. It was cool. So you just, you just turned it off. Um, <laughs> I'm not, then the other... way, I'm not suggesting that's the right thing to do. I no, just no. never let that get to me. I was just like, all right, well now I'm just done. So I'll go put my energy elsewhere. <laughs> Well, it's, it's impressive. I think, I think what I'm like 
can, reading can between the lines. Little, oh yeah, I put please. a little ask there to be Go clear. Ahead. Yes. Uh, this is, by the way, wrapping up all client work that was delivered. I, and I want to say, of course, you didn't I, leave anybody I, hanging. Exactly, but this is this is an important thing to note because within the photography industry, I know personally two brands, one of which I hired, that did the thing where they're just like, all right, well, I'm done. But they said I'm done in the middle of people, you know, who Ooh. had just paid them money, and then they disappeared. So I, yeah, I do feel like yeah. it's important to acknowledge that this is not a, well, it's my life. I'm going to do whatever I'm out. I, I fulfilled my agreements that people were expecting me to, right? That's um, great. Of course. And I actually sort of just assumed that. Yeah. Sure. Well, you would think that. Um, but there's two yeah. people in the photo industry that, that burned an entire group of people uh, in the process. So. Yeah. 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 That's unfortunate. And no, you did the right thing, obviously. I, I think what I was imagining was hard is to like turn down what I call easy money. You know, if you had money coming in through these different things, I think it's so hard to say, start saying like no to that or for, for some people, maybe not for you, but um, yeah. Kudos to you for being able to like end something when you know it was finished. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get um, that. And I think I had a harder time with turning down the easy money or like um, just because a weekend doesn't have anything scheduled on it doesn't mean I'm available. Uh, that yeah. was a hard lesson for me to learn as a wedding photographer because I look at a calendar and be like, oh yeah, I'm available. And then I'd be like 50 weddings in. I'd be Ugh. like, what have I done? Uh, yeah. And I think kids really helped me with that. I think early on, I was always available. It was, air quote, it was easy money. How can I turn this down? And sure. then now that I've got little ones and I'm looking at my daughter's soccer game this Saturday, and now I'm like, oh, this is, this is how I can turn this down. Uh, but didn't you just say you have a wedding this weekend? Yeah, so Saturday, well, we, we got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, my man. And so Saturday oh morning... Gosh. <laughs> Saturday morning. Well, it's actually not even morning. I was surprised. I, I don't know if you played soccer, but I remember like those games being like 9 a.m. You'd be out there like yeah. sucking on orange uh, slices and uh, kicking yep. balls. No, there's just like noon or something. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so we got a Sunday game here. Saturday, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday game, Sunday morning. Oh, cool. That works out perfectly. Um, you mentioned something earlier in the when you were describing leaving the side projects, and you said, "You said I don't know if this business is going to give me the life that I want." Hmm. Do you remember saying that? I do. And what is the life that you are? How do you know what life you want, and and can you describe to us what that life is right now? Yeah. Um. So this is a. Maybe this is a uh, an obvious statement, but it, it's worth noting. Like the life that you want is going to be different than the life that I want, and mm -hmm. so um, anything that I've done is just—it's not a prescriptive thing. It's just kind of how I've gotten the results that I'm after. For me, the life that I would like—I'm going to try to hit on a few things, Phil. I, I don't have this like pegged, and so give sure, me some sure. grace as I meander through this. You have tons um, of grace, Ben. <laughs> so first thing, uh, the life that I would like is that I would like to like myself. Um, I would like to be able to rest my head at night, liking mm. who I was that day. And I'd like to wake up, um, liking who I'm becoming, you know, like I'm becoming someone and I want to like who that person is. And so one of those elements is that, 
um, I contribute to others. And that's a big part of being on this, you know, podcast right now is just like, I like that I'm contributing to the growth of other people that yeah. other people can win. And so, so I want to be a part of something that allows me to do that in some capacity. Um, uh, another value of mine is, uh, everything could disappear. And as long as I got my family, that's all that matters. I find great mm-hmm. comfort in the fact that I could stop everything. I could not record another episode of the podcast. I could just like disappear from the, from the mastermind group. And, and by and large, no one would really care. Don't get me wrong. This isn't like a, I'm not trying to like be all humdrum. It's actually an encouraging thing to me. Like I think that people would like be at Subway one day and be like, Hey, remember Ben? Remember when we used to make videos? <laughs> so that was kind of cool, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyhow, do you want another Diet Coke? And that would be kind of it. And I find that so actually refreshing that um, it's just a, it's a refreshing thing to remind myself that like my family is everything. It's easy to get Mm. distracted and to think that like all these people, all these followers, all this success is everything. It's really not. It's my family's everything. And so I want to prioritize those people. And so prioritizing them means that I, um, that my marriage uh, stays more than just okay, where, you know, she doesn't leave me, but is something that we're actively working on, that we're having hard conversations and having a business that creates that space, that there's integration within that. Um, And so, so yeah, so working on my marriage. So that's why every single week uh, we have a date night every Wednesday. That was just last night. We just had a date. Um, And uh, so, so there'd be that side of things. I think that's the best thing I can do for my kids as well. Um, and so let's go to the kids side of things. It's like, I want to be able to show up for them and be present in their lives. Um, and so having a career that allows me to do that, which also means, um, uh, time independent. I don't want to be completely regimented by time. Okay. Um, and then location. Uh, this is why we're moving to Florida because I can. Um, and then after we do that, maybe we'll go buy an RV and go somewhere else. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I might pick up another home somewhere else. I just want to like travel around and, and be location independent as well. And so those are a few of like the, the critical things I would say. Yeah, that's great. So what, what I'm understanding then is that the other job, the other projects, um, like entrepreneurial projects that you had started were taken away from some of this stuff. hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Oh, also the other thing too would be like, uh, when I think about designing the life that I want to live, um, I, uh, I'm choosing to not be a great manager of people. And I'm wording mm-hmm. it that way. Cause I think it's easy for me to just be like, well, I'm not very good at managing people. So like, I don't want to have like a whole team under me. And I think that's a bit of a cop-out. I get that we have strengths and weaknesses, but we can always develop these things. And I just don't want to develop myself as like a manager of people. <laughs> I really okay. don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't want a bunch of employees. I don't want a bunch of photographers. Yeah, so that you're, yep, I love it. You, you, what you're describing is actually a key concept in one of my favorite books right now called uh, Company of One. Hmm. Um, it, it The sub title is called, or the subheading is called why staying small, it could be the best thing for your business. Yep. And, and the whole idea that this guy came out of sort of Silicon Valley 
uh, like startup culture, but, but he was like excessive growth and like infinite growth with no cap is like, is not really any, shouldn't be anybody's goal. And it's almost always unsustainable and there's burnout and all kinds of stuff. He's like, he's like, Staying, staying small, but growing, you can grow in different ways. Like you can grow your freedom or your time or how much money you make per job. It doesn't have to be more jobs or more, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the idea of like paring down or, or downsizing to be happier is like a huge sign of success. And I, I think you just described exactly that process, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. You should read it. Thank you. You'll like it. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it um, out. I'll check it out. And so I, w- I want to know, so family is obviously really important. Do you guys, it, what about your life feels epic, if anything? Like, I don't want, I don't just imagine that you are like a suburban dad who's like going to his daughter's soccer game. I mean, that's fine and nice, but also I'm imagining that there's some excitement in there that's sort of out, like that, that looks cool from the outside, maybe, maybe not. Man, so that's the thing. Like, it is epic. Like, yeah. this moment right now is epic. Uh, I'm, I've had to go to the other side of the, the spectrum to see that. Like I've had to get to that point of exhaustion of like, man, destination weddings aren't freaking epic. Ah. It's exhausting. It's taxing (laughs) on my marriage. It hurts my, like, it's so, it's, it it puts me behind in work. It puts me behind in my relationships. It puts Mm. me behind financial, like they're not epic. Do you want it's epic? What's epic is photographing a wedding five minutes down the road from your house for $10,000 being home by 8 PM and watching a movie with your wife. That's yeah. freaking I love this. You're giving it's, me goosebumps. I like that. So, yeah. So like, hey, honestly, even as I say that my goal for 2022 is to not photograph a single wedding. That's more than 20 minutes away from my home. That's wow. Epic. That's amazing. For me, epic now is, you know, I used to have this idea of like having a studio mm-hmm. and then and I have a studio I'm recording this right now in a studio. <laughs> that I've got to drive through traffic to get to and then pay a bunch of money to sit here alone. And, and yeah, I get to get things done. But what's epic is going to be when, as we're building a house in Florida, my studio is going to be in the house. It's going to be a third car garage. I'm going to soundproof it. I'm going to punch a hole in the wall and make a window there. That's going to be epic. The fact that I don't need to leave. So yeah. it's like, it changes. And this maybe gets into like the journey of like, um, yeah how we view success and what the journey of a freelancer can be. And, and, uh, so my view of Epic is very different these days. Man. I, I like that actually. And I appreciate that because I don't, I don't necessarily need every person on my podcast to be like a digital nomad or traveling the world or whatever. So thank you for saying that because I, I hope that, that you will give at least one person listening the freedom to be able to like stay at home and feel good about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and what you're describing is really like what well, you said it earlier a little bit like designing your life um, that suits your personality and also your circumstances. Yeah. Um, obviously, your life is going to look very different if you're married and if you have kids on top of that, and if you know if you want to preserve your marriage or you want to build things that are not just your business and money, right? Yes. So, I like that, man. It sounds like you've been very intentional about a lot of stuff. I've had a number of coaches. Uh, being yeah. able to look at my life, uh, look at the results that I was getting, and then uh, ask myself or, or like challenge me mm-hmm. um, to consider: Are the results that I'm getting 
um, what I want. Like what I say I'm up to, because we always say we want things. We're always talking. I say I want this. I say I want that. But like, are the results, are results revealing that? Because we say we want all kinds of stuff, but the results speak truth. And so being being able to have coaches look into my life and be like, hey, you say you want this, but your results are showing something else. Let's look at that. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, like, how are you? That's great. And are you, um, hmm, are you willing to get personal a little bit? Sure. I'll just tell you no if you ask me something I don't want to answer. All right. Sure. sure. <laughs> guys like, shoot, man. Go for it. Well, because you mentioned, like, preserving the marriage a few times. So I, I'm, a, I'm guessing that things got really hard for you at one point. Um, and I, and so I want to know if you're currently, you said you have coaches, but have you ever like done couples therapy or therapy or what do you think about that in general? And also second question or follow-up question, how are you having those hard conversations with your wife? Cause you said date night, but you didn't explain the having like challenging conversations part. Okay. So there's a few questions that you ask. And yeah. so my request is as I try to remember them and I answer one, I might forget the other. So get back into it. I'll come back hold me we'll get to it. Okay. Sure. So start at the top, which give me one question out of those. Cause I already um, forgot. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you were things, it sounds like things might've been challenging uh, yes. in your relationship Listen, at some point. It, 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 it wasn't that it was hard. It is hard. Yeah. And that's just, and that's okay. I guess I also want to say that, like, I'm, I'm not resisting that it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is really hard. And so, and we're fighting for it. Um, but there's definitely been times that it's been harder and we weren't sure if we were willing to fight for it. And we've had those conversations. Um, and so, yes, to the, I think the other question, it's like, uh, yes, we've had um, numerous times uh, having a marriage coach in our life mm-hmm. right now, we currently don't. Uh, that's not a prescriptive thing. It's just uh, our had, our last kind of time had had gone, and so yeah, um, yeah. So we've had we've had that multiple times uh, this year, including in those times. Nice. Um, it's always been really, really beneficial. I highly recommend having a coach, a counselor, a therapist, someone that can you can talk to. Uh, that can listen and offer feedback without judgment that can be that third party that doesn't have stake in the game to, <laughs> to get yeah. what they want to look good and feel good and be right. Um, uh, speaking, uh, you know, back into you. So, yeah. I love that. And then, uh, yeah, I think you basically answered. Oh, so, so now I want to know currently, how are you, um, keeping an open conversation with your wife like date night could be nice but it could also be surfacey if you don't like, push mm, yeah yeah and yeah. this is like more maybe advice for the couples out there who are also like working crazy jobs and like you know what i mean trying to like do their thing and be married and have a family and stuff yeah um this this phrase this quote just it just left me um and so i'm, I'm like reaching for it Mm. But it's the, it's a willingness, um, to hear the things that you least want to hear. And then the courage to say the things that you least want to say. Ooh, um, that's good. And th- there's a sexier way to put that whole quote together, but I think that's what we've been challenged in, in our marriage is, that thing, (laughs) there's this other great quote. It's like the cave that you least want to enter holds the treasure that you seek. 
Mm. The cave that you least want to enter holds the treasure you seek. And there's a conversation that, that is terrifying, that's loaded, that you feel like you can't have, because if you have it, you might hurt the person. If you have it, it might open you up to being hurt. Um, and within that conversation lies the connection that you seek. And, and so it's, it's kind of this pursuit and it's not a perfect pursuit, but it's the pursuit to have courage to say things we don't want to say, and then to, to be willing to hear things that we don't want to hear. Um, that's so great. All right. Yeah. And Leslie's really good at it, by the way. Yeah. It sounds like she's on board with this too. She is, (laughs) man, that girl, she's, (laughs) she says some things and I'm like, how did like, I could, and it's incredible. It's so (laughs) courageous. Some of the things that she's willing to say to me, um, so that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to I just want to tie this in because in case like our listener is being like, how does this epic freelance life living an epic freelance life isn't just having adventures. It's it's I truly believe it's living life intentionally. And and that means like you need to know yourself and you need to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. If you're extroverted, or introverted or like, you know, if what's your attachment theory types are in relationships or all of that stuff. I think it's so helpful to, to understand how we tick and how we operate so that our life is epic because we are content that our, we understand what success looks like for ourselves. And it sounds like for you, success is like a happy marriage and a, and a great family and family time and nothing else really is like everything else is secondary. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah. Um, two things. I'm going to kind of yeah, go please. after here a little bit. One is like, it's all, it, you're, so an epic freelance, like it's all the same thing. Like your life is your life. Your personal life is your freelance life. Your freelance life is your personal life. There's mm-hmm. no work-life balance. It's all integrated. It's all yep. who you are. When yep. things are shit at home, things are shit at work. It's like, it's all one. And it's not to have a happy marriage. Uh, oh. there's this quote, um, and I don't, I don't know who says it, but we discover a level of despair that we can settle for and we call it happiness. We learn mm. to settle for a level of despair. Um, and then we just, we call that happy and that happiness is like, well, it's, you know, Hey, uh, it's walking on the eggshells. At least we don't have to have that conversation. It's a lot of like, I'll, I'll use kind of a buzzword now, codependence. It's like, well, I won't bring up that thing with them because they're not bringing up this thing with me. We're happy and we're settling for a level of despair we can tolerate. And it's often mm. disconnection. It's allowing me to sit in my own shit because I'm going to allow you to sit in your own shit. And mm. we're just going to call this happy. Okay. And I don't want a happy marriage. I want Leslie to let me know, hey, um, you said this the other day in front of those people and I felt small and I felt, um, I felt Mm. unattractive and, and, uh, and it disconnected me from you. It made me not want to actually be with you in that moment. And I wanted you to know that like, that is not a happy conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't but, uh, want to settle for a level of despair I can tolerate and then just go sure. to my left home and happy. Like I'd rather she like yeah. let me know that what I did made her feel a certain way. And, and anyhow, yeah, and enter into so that. Good. And be willing to hear the things that I least want to hear. And she yeah. was certainly willing to say the thing that she least wanted to say. But that doesn't make <laughs> the rest of the day easy. <laughs> sure. It's, it's and, not happy, but it's healthy, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kudos to you, man. Thanks for this little uh, therapy session on, <laughs> on the podcast. It's mostly um, for me. 
No, this is reminders. I appreciate and I appreciate the honesty and vulnerability. I think it's really, I think it's so important to to be able to speak to, um, you know, indirectly or directly what's what's difficult maybe about being freelance or just being human, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're you're working on it, so I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you a few questions in the freelance category? Since you, let's it sounds go, like you're like go. constantly working with freelancers all the time. Um, or at least coaching with them. Um, do you think that anybody can be freelance? Sure. Yeah. Um, I do. You just have to reconcile with, are you willing to pay the price? Mm. And, and you've got to make that choice. And some aren't and some are. I think that everyone gets to choose. And to choose a courageous life is very Doable. And when I say a courageous life, I mean, it takes courage to be a freelancer because you're taking responsibility for everything that you got. Yeah. And that takes courage to say, okay, when I show up in the morning, it's on me. If I, if I put in the work or I don't, it's on me. I am my own boss. And that does take courage. And I believe that every human has the ability to choose that type of courage if they want to. I don't, I'm not suggesting that, you know, you're cowardly to not, it just takes a level of courage to do it. And I think that Anybody has that ability to choose that. Got it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, takes just takes the courage to do it. Yes. Um, you mentioned building a home in Florida. Do you have property out there, and are you currently working on something, or what's the game plan there? Yeah, we just bought. Uh, it's yeah, we just bought the the plot there. It's not mm-hmm. like a massive property. <laughs> it's not like sure. our acreage, <laughs> our acres of land. Um, we have some family that are in St. Petersburg, and so we're going to be outside of St. Petersburg inland a little bit more. We could cool. uh, we could get a little bit more house up that way, um, rather than being right on the coast uh, to to fit my studio and all the kiddos in there. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it's horrible. and. And are you thinking when you have retreats at your home, do people stay with you or do they stay like nearby? No, the closest that ever happened was I had a gentleman drive from uh, Canada and he slept in his truck outside in the street. And by the way, I didn't know he did this. <laughs> it wasn't like I like was like letting him just like yeah, yeah. not get a hotel. But then at the end of the conference, he, I noticed that he just came from his car. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No, so uh, no people. People usually they, they yeah they put themselves up. We we uh we get a okay. hotel block. Got it. Got it. That's cool. Um, cause I, yeah, I was going to say now that you're designing your dream home, I guess you can make it however you want and to co- accommodate not, the things that you're doing. Yeah. We're not quite at the dream home yet. Like I'm not at that. This isn't, uh, I haven't signed right, dream, off on dreamish. Like, yeah. 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 This is like the next step, but it's definitely not like, this is the dream home that we're like fully sure. standing on. It's like, okay, cool. This is another step. This is fun. I like it. Well, I love that you're integrating the um, studio into it and and thinking about that, right? Like thinking how you're going to use the space consciously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess th- this is an interesting question that I love asking people are like, what habits have do you have that are integrated into your life to ensure that you are living an epic freelance life? Mm-hmm. You kind of mentioned it with like the habit of having a date night every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure. Like for me, I try to travel somewhere new in the world every year that I've never been to. So I put a new passport stamp on, mm. um, you know, and, and I don't know if there's like something for you that's like, and even if I'm, 
you know, not feeling like it, I kind of, it's like, I promise I made to myself back in 2003. So it's always happening and it kind of encourages me to continue to learn new things about myself and the world and travel and and stuff like that. So do you have habits that you've integrated to ensure that you're living an epic freelance life? Yeah. I'm going to go a little higher level and and you kind of even tipped off to it, but it is the, uh, it is the place that freelancers go to die. And so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring it up. Well, and it's, it's not too sexy uh, until you start actually um, choosing it and then see the results that you get. Um, but the the number one habit that would equate to success or living an epic freelance life is that I honor my word. Mm. And uh, what I mean is when I say I'm going to do something, that is how I, uh, you know, even as I, well, let's actually go back to this. Um, I want to like who I was that day when I rest my head. Yes. Um, the way that I determined that is did I honor my word today or did I not? It's not, did I uh, make an extra $1,500 today? Did I gain 10 more followers today? Did that post that I get, that I made, get more likes than yesterday? When I did my live video, did I have more people turn up today than yesterday? It's not even that. Mm. That just essentially all boils down to, to me judging myself and comparing myself to other people. And I am solely determining uh the success based on did I honor my word or not? Am I whole? Am I complete? Am I in integrity with the things that I say I'm going to do? And it'll keep you in the game. If you can remove the judgment that you're going to put on yourself um, based off of all these other indicators that are out of your control, and you can just solely base it off of your word, which is all you got, <laughs> it will keep you showing up. Because otherwise, you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to do a... Uh, I'm going to travel anywhere in the world or, you know, or once a year or something like that. Or you'll say, I'm going to do, I'm going to post or an Instagram reel uh, once a day. And then you, you start that and it's good. And you do day one and day two. And then by day five, um, you still don't have a hundred people watching them. Mm -hmm. And you will start to judge yourself based off of that. And Mm -hmm. you will take yourself out of the game. You'll be like, ah, this isn't working out. I'm, I'm no longer doing this. I'm just going to stop showing up. Um, and so I think the number one habit would be um, honoring my word, which, by the way, is not keeping it. It's not I keep my promises. It's not I keep my word. Yeah. And the you- distinction is if, if my commitment is that I keep every promise, I'm setting myself up to break out of integrity with myself. I'm setting mm-hmm. myself up for failure. Um, and that creates, by the way, that creates me not liking myself. It creates me not respecting myself. It creates me not um, giving myself more responsibilities in my business and life because I know I can't keep the smallest of ones. Mm. And so by saying I honor my word, it's not saying I keep it because there's also a hierarchy, my dude. Like if Leslie <laughs> were to call me right now and say, Ben, I need you here. Um, I'm out. There's a, there's yep. a hierarchy here. Yeah. So I, I would be breaking my word right now. So instead of saying my, I, I, the difference is when I say I honor it, it's that Uh, if I need to go back, if I need to break it by honoring it, I'm going to let you know, Hey, I need to leave right now because of this. Mm -hmm. I want to make this up. And now it's making amends for the broken promise. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what do I need to do to fix this? How, how do I need to write this wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, and what requests do I need to ask? Um, 
but I'm going to stay in integrity with myself in the process. Right. Anyhow, that would be the number one. I love uh, the number one habit is checking yourself. What conversation needs to be had uh, with yourself, with other people to get you back in integrity with yourself where you can now honor your word. And now you're going to stop saying yes to every damn thing. How many of you say yes to things and then you break it and then you break it and you break it and then you start feeling like hell and it takes energy to manage that, by the way. When you break your word, when you're not honoring it, it takes energy to maintain the incompleteness in your life because you've got to reconcile with it every day. And that conversation that you're not having because it's scary and you got to let somebody know that you're not going to get hit the deadline or whatever it is, that conversation that you're not having because it sucks and it makes you feel pain, in the process of not having it one time, you are having it every single day, probably multiple times a day. And that takes energy to have in your own head, right? It's like it takes energy and it keeps you out of the game. It keeps you in bed. It keeps you procrastinating. It keeps you uh, small. So I honor my word. This is so great, man. I, I wonder, wait, how old are you, by the way? <laughs> uh, 34. All right. So interesting. Cause you're, you're speaking. I, I feel like these are things that I didn't think about that much in my twenties. And, and I've thought a lot about in my thirties, you know, and I'm actually 40 now, but, um, but, but you're really like speaking wisdom and, and there's, I'm I'm so interested in the trajectory of your your life actually now. Um what I want to <laughs> know is because you coach people on how to like make six figures in photography and all this stuff and it sounds on the surface like it's about financial success but I wonder if you're coaching like a lot of this you know um I want to call it sustainable wisdom into into the mix or you, you know because this stuff sounds very important and like kind of hot for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wonder how much you're encouraging the the young up and comers to like keep their word and and like you know what I mean be intentional and go into the cave that they don't want to go into. Yo, dude, why are you blowing my cover right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're. I mean, you nailed it. It's yeah. uh, listen, six figure photography is a is a great sexy title, and it yep. definitely perks the ears up and it gets clicks. And when you get into it, yes. Uh, you've got to be excellent at your craft. And yes, there are steps to take and there's marketing strategies to implement yep. and there's systems and processes 100%. But how many of the listeners have learned all the right things to do? They've attended the workshops, they've bought in the course, and then they wake up the next morning and they F it all up mm. right? just by showing up as they are in their own skin. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I say that personally is like, I know I've done that for a series of years, about 34 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And so uh, there's there's this idea of the tyranny of how that we... um, we just, everybody thinks that it's, it's all in the how it's like how, how to do it, uh, what to do and how to do what to do and how to do. And we obsess. What are your camera settings? Yeah, exactly. And um and I've discovered that it's uh, uh, how we show up. It's what's between our ears that really makes a big difference. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of what I do. It's a huge part of my coaching and my training. Good. Just keeping people in the game. I love this, man. Um, I could talk to you forever about it, but I think I'm going to shut it down here and let you do the rest of your day. So I want to know, maybe final word, is there any, it sounds, you sound very wise. I want to know what you're listening to or reading that you think people should... Uh, should consume to help 
them live their best lives. Yeah, well, I, on the topic of our conversation today, I feel like we were pretty relational in some yep. regards. And so maybe yeah. we'll keep this episode kind of more aligned for the, you know, the freelancers who have who have, well, meaningful relations with them. That should be everybody. Meaningful sure, relationships, sure. right? And yeah. so maybe a spouse, a parent, uh, children, a girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, there's a really great book called um, Leadership and Self-Deception. Ooh, and I, I would this. highly recommend uh, this book, Leadership and Self-Deception. Uh, it reads kind of like a, a, like more like a story. So it reads, it's like a, a fiction, a story. And through the telling of the story, you kind of, the, the information and the ideas uh, get unpacked. So it's not like step one, do this, step two, do this. It's not a, it's not a how-to book. It's more of you're going to take away from it what you take away from the story. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Encouraged, recommended. Uh, all our listeners, check it out. Ben, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. You're my kind of guy. I can already tell. Um, let's stay in touch on the back end and continue the conversation more. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. I really enjoyed that. All right. Thanks so much for being here. 